As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the 59th Minute FPL podcast, which is brought to you by The Athletic. I'm Mark McGettigan. You can find me on Twitter at FPLGeneral. I'm recording on Tuesday morning, Game Week 28 is done and dusted thankfully, what a terrible Game Week that was for most people. The Game Week 29 deadline is on Friday at 6.30pm UK time so don't miss it. There's only 4 fixtures this weekend and then it's the international break which is a good time to reflect on the season so far and to do some planning for the final 9 Game Weeks of the campaign. There will be plenty of free hit chips activated this weekend and those who still have the second wildcard will be tempted to hit the button during the two-week break. The headlines from Game Week 28. Leicester's Kelechi Iheanacho scored his first Premier League hat-trick in a 5-0 win for the Foxes over a managerless Sheffield United. Jamie Vardy channeled his inner Kevin De Bruyne in that game to provide three assists. John Stones was at it again, scoring his fourth league goal of the season on his way to a sweet 14-pointer for owners. Joe Cancelo repaid the faith too, returning 12 points. He provided the assist for Stones in that one. The top five captains all blanked. Bruno, Kane, Salah, De Bruyne and Gundogan manages eight points between them, with De Bruyne and Gundogan not even making an appearance. Arsenal came out on top in the North London derby, leaving those who tripled up on the Spurs attack frustrated. Son picking up an injury, Bale not making it to 60, and Kane hitting the post and having a goal ruled out for offside. Brighton finally got a win, beating Southampton 2-1 at St Mary's with Lewis Dunk and Leandro Trossard the goal scorers. Patrick Bamford went off injured for Leeds in the 0-0 draw with Chelsea, which is a headache for his owners ahead of blank game 29. Jamal Asellas wiped out the Villa clean sheet in the 94th minute on Friday night. That was a painful start to the game week for Martinez owners. Dominic Calvert-Lewin scored his first goal for a while against Burnley, but the Clarets won the game 2-1 with Everton disappointing at home again. And Manchester United and Liverpool had narrow 1-0 victories against West Ham and Wolves respectively. And we wish Rui Patricio a speedy recovery from his head knock in that one. If you're not yet subscribed to The Athletic and you would like to do so, use the link theathletic.com forward slash fplpod to get the latest sign-up offer, which is for just £3.99 a month. You'll get ad-free versions of this podcast on The Athletic app. 
Game Week 28 shoutouts, no new members to the 59th Minute Club this week, just a few notable mentions. The first one is for Leicester's Ricardo Pereira. He managed just 45 minutes, I think he's picked up an injury again, so he missed out on the clean sheet points there. Aston Village Jacob Ramsey, very lucky boy, he managed 58 minutes, he was very close to joining the club. And finally, Gareth Bale has to get a mention here, as much as I don't want to mention him, having brought him in for Harvey Barnes. He's got to get a mention, managed just 56 minutes, and is a slight worry now whether he starts or not against Aston Villa. A quick review of Game Week 28. How did it go for me? My transfer going into the game week was Harvey Barnes out, Gareth Bale in. And I'm taking that as a victory because Gareth Bale managed to outscore Harvey Barnes by one point. Obviously, Barnes got the zero. Bale got the one. A disappointing 42 points. My rank has dropped again. 7.6k now down to 10.2k. So I've slipped outside the top 10k for the first time in a while. Fourth red arrow on the bounce. I really need to steady the ship with the wild card, which I'll be playing pretty soon. The good and the bad, not much good this week. Cancelo 12, Diaz 6, and Watkins got the assist at least. The bad, nothing from Martinez, Soufal, Bale, Son, Salah, Rafinha, Captain Kane, or Antonio. There was also the Gundogan no-show and Melier is sitting smirking at me from the bench with 11 points. He's actually been scoring really well over the last three or four game weeks. And I've got a question for myself this week. You know, Do I start Melier or Martinez in the blank game week? Melier plays Fulham. Martinez plays against my captain Kane for the game week. So if I'm backing Kane to do well, should I bench Martinez? And play Melier and hope he gets a clean sheet. At the moment, I'm leaning towards Melier, which might sound crazy given how good Martinez has been this season. But I might go all in for the blank, you know, try and get a big haul from Harry Kane as captain and hope that Melier outscores Martinez. So that's something I'm going to mull over for the rest of the week. A watch list update now following Gimme 28. Made quite a few changes to the watch list this week because I'm going to be wildcarding soon, most likely 31. I'll come back and talk about that later because there is a possibility that I could go a week earlier and do it during international break for Game Week 30. So I've added a lot of players with the wildcard in mind. So you'll get an idea here of what players I'm going to be targeting when I do activate that chip. First of all, the players that have gone from my watch list who I'm no longer interested in in the short term. Maitland-Niles at West Brom, just not interested in a West Brom player at the moment. Dan Byrne has gone due to injury, as has Saka and Bamford. But obviously I'll add those guys probably straight back to the watch list as soon as they're past fit again. I've removed Luca Dean, just don't have much faith in Everton at the moment either. Anderson from Fulham is gone. Again, just not looking to buy a Fulham player in the near future. Minamino, I think he only managed 64 minutes against Burnley. And Aubameyang, given everything that happened with him turning up late. And, you know, he's a very expensive asset. So I think it's he was only really on the watch list for blank game week 29 anyway. And I just don't feel confident about buying him now, even just as a one-week punt. Because we can't even say he's going to start because... The likes of Smith Rowe, Odegaard, Lacazette, they all played really well against Tottenham. So Arteta could easily just stick with that one inside. And Aubameyang might have to be patient in order to get his place back. So he's gone as well. Players added. Three Chelsea players. Chelsea will probably be a big aspect of my wildcard squad. I don't have any of them at the moment. 
I've added Mendy the goalkeeper. I'm quite tempted to switch from Martinez to Mendy when I wildcard. Mason Mount is finally on the watch list. He should have been there quite a while ago. He's having a pretty good season. Havertz as well. I like what I'm seeing at the moment of Havertz playing as the most advanced Chelsea player. I like Thomas Tuchel's comments about that as well, saying he's basically... That's his best position. So he has a very good chance of coming in on the wildcard as well. And if I don't wildcard in game week 30, if I do decide to stick to the plan and wait until 31, I think Havertz or Mount might be targets for me with my one free transfer in game week 30 because they play against West Brom that week. I've also added three Arsenal players. They've obviously got a fixture this weekend. Kieran Tierney attacking left back. He is probably going to be a popular transfer in this week. Uh, I, I like him long term as well I just think he's a good option in FPL this season as long as he can stay injury free now for a while Smith Rowe I think he's down to about 4.2 million had a really impressive game against Tottenham so he's an option this week and Odegaard as well who seems to have made that number 10 position his own got himself on the score sheet a couple of Liverpool players back on the watch this as well Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andrew Robertson haven't owned a Liverpool defender for a while now, but there is signs of improvement. They're getting players back from injury. Fabinho's been able to play in midfield again, which I think makes a huge difference. So Trent and Robertson, I will consider when I wildcard. Leandro Trossard got himself on the score sheet last game week. I like him as a one-week punt for those for those who are going to wildcard in game week 30. If you're looking for a one-week punt, I like Trossard this week against Newcastle. Chris Woods has looked good in recent games. He's got himself a couple of goals as well. I think he's only owned by about 1% of managers. Again, when it comes to wildcard, Chris Wood will be in my thoughts. As will Calvert-Lewin, who's back on the watch list. And finally, two Leicester guys, Jamie Vardy and Ian Acho. Obviously, both did really well against Sheffield United. Vardy is the one we all know about and we've all probably owned at some point this season. But Ian Acho is absolutely smashing it at the moment and he's so cheap in FPL. So I think some people will probably go for that double up even on the wildcard Vardy and the Acho, And I'm sure that's something I will think about as well. I think there's a very good chance one of those guys will make it into my wildcard squad. So like I said, I'm, I'm, I've had a look at the fixtures today and I'm still thinking Game Week 31 looks to me the best time to do it. Because my squad looks, if I look at my squad for Game Week 30... And I look at the fixtures, to me, it looks okay. And, uh, you know, could probably bring in a Chelsea player with a free transfer. And then just have that one more week of information before building a shiny new squad for the final stretch. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hello, listeners. Sorry to interrupt your show, but we've got a small favor to ask. We're currently doing a bit of a survey to find out more about you, your podcast listening habits, and the sort of adverts that are most relevant to you. If you feel like helping, please head to surveymonkey.com slash r slash athletic audio UK. That's pretty catchy, so I'll say it one more time. Surveymonkey.com slash r slash athletic audio UK. Thank you. Moving on now to the Twitter questions. First one this week is from FPL Finding Glory. With all the injuries, we went from a strongish blank game week to a potential sunless one. 
what would you consider a reasonable amount of players to have and hits to take? So I was always kind of aiming to have eight players, if possible, for this blank game week. But I think that number has reduced now. You know, if the likes of Bamford, Son, even players like Dan Byrne, if these players are going to miss out, I think it reduces the number you need. I think if you've got six or seven, you're probably going to be absolutely fine if those guys miss out. It's it's always the same with the blank game week. Make sure you have the three or four key players that could hurt you if you don't have them and make sure you have a good captain, which is probably Harry Kane. I think his, his ownership uh, and captaincy numbers are going to be ridiculous this week. You know, possibly could be the the biggest effect of ownership we've ever seen of a player, I would imagine, given there's only four games and he is the standout captaincy option. Uh, in terms of taking hits, I don't really like hits for this game week. Now, I think it differs whether you're going to wildcard soon or whether you've already wildcard. I think it's easier to take a hit or two this week if you're not wildcarding soon because I like to give a minus four a couple of weeks to pay off. Um, if you're bringing in a player this week for a minus four, that you want to have, you know, for the next five or six weeks anyway, then I think that's absolutely fine. You know, if they've got a good fixture this week and you want to have them long term and you're selling them for, a, you know, if you're selling a player who doesn't have a game this week, it's not really a minus four then, it's more of a minus two this week. So, but if you're like me and you're going to wildcard in either 30 or 31, I've got no interest in taking hits this week. I've got the players I want to have. I'll make one free transfer. That will give me eight players. If Son makes a miraculous recovery, I'll have nine players, which I think is more than enough. You know, if I'm not going to take a hit for a Brighton defender, I'm not going to take a hit for a Fulham or Leeds attacker either. I don't think I've already got Rafinha. Obviously, question marks over Bamford. I think Harry Kane, I would happily take a minus four for if I didn't already own him, especially if you're going to captain him. Uh, even Gareth Bale, I'm a bit worried now, given the way he reacted when he was substituted. It, didn't look all rosy between himself and Mourinho. So, yeah, for me, I'm just going to avoid the hits. I'm going to make one free transfer and I'm going to have probably eight players this week and I'm more than happy to have that. But if you've got six or seven, I think that's absolutely fine as well. Question from Pedro FPL. What to do in the face of multiple injuries in my squad for Game Week 29 players? Start taking hits or simply ride the wave and set my sights on Game Week 30? Yeah, so... Quite simply, I mean, game week 30 to game week 38 is a lot more important than this blank game week 29. It's very likely to be a low-scoring affair. So if you've been hit hard by injuries, let's say you've got Son, Bamford, Dan Byrne, I'm sure a lot of people have. Hopefully the injuries will clear up before the weekend anyway. But even if that you know puts you down from eight players down to five, I wouldn't worry about it. It's very likely even those managers who free hit this week who, you know, when you compare a free hit manager this week to someone who's only got five or six players, the points difference shouldn't be too big anyway. And uh, you're probably talking 20 to 30 points at worst. So this game week won't make or break your season. Um, at least that's the way I'm looking at it, going into it, if I think things will go as we expect them to. So I think the main advice this week is don't worry too much about blank game week 29. Write it out. And focus on Game Week 30 to 38 because that's a lot more important. Question from Brian McGuigan. Who are the top five players to target this week? So let's say I was on a free hit. Who would be the first five names on my team? Harry Kane, number one, captain. I probably have Rafinha as my second pick. If you don't have him and you can get to him easily, I think he's a player I'd be bringing in this week. 
A Brighton defender then, probably be my third choice. I do fancy Brighton to keep a clean sheet on that one. Uh, so Lewis Dunk is my preference there. Or if you can't afford him, Veltman is good value. Also, Stuart Dallas, who I don't own. I'm looking to possibly bring him in with my free transfer this week. He's out of position. He's just an exciting player to own. And he's got a good fixture. Leeds also have good good fixture in game week 30 also against Sheffield United. So that's why I'm leaning towards a Leeds transfer in this week. Because I think they've got the best duo of fixtures in 29 and in 30. A lot of the teams that play in 29 have tricky fixtures in 30. Whereas Leeds don't. Um, Patrick Bamford would probably be in the top 5 to target as well. If he's past fit. I don't have him. And he's probably the player that can hurt me most this week. If he managed to recover. I'm going to put in a sixth option here as well. And this is more for if you're making a free transfer and you don't have your wildcard left. You know, it's a player you can buy and have for the rest of the season. Aaron Cresswell, he plays Arsenal this week. It's not the best fixture, but he's he was a top-scoring defender in the game. As far as I know, he, he was recently anyway. So I like him. Even if West Ham don't keep a clean sheet against Arsenal, there's always a chance he can pick up an assist or two from those excellent deliveries from set pieces. So yeah, Kane, Rafinha, Brighton defender, Dallas, Bamford and Cresswell would probably be my top targets this week. Next question is from Alex Mann. With Son and Saka injured, Grealish doubtful, Aubameyang maybe in hot water and Bale injury prone. Is Lingard the best Salah replacement for this game week? He's got a fixture in game week 33 also. So yeah, it's... um. It's a strange season and by process of elimination here, Alex has decided Lingard is the best Salah replacement. And when you go and look at the other options for this game week, he's I think he's Lingard's right up there with them. You know, you've got Rafinha if you don't have him, Lukman, Trossard, Gross, Lalana at Brighton. They're not very exciting really. Soucek is an option. We could go back to him. Smithrow and Odegaard at Arsenal, but there's always slight rotation concerns there, particularly with Smithrow. And then at Spurs, Lucas Moura, who not many people have, but I actually quite like him as a short-term punt for this blank game week. So Lingard is, you can make a, a strong case for Lingard as much as you can for any of those that I've mentioned. So if you are selling Salah this week, Lingard I think is just as good as any of those. Question from Johnny Small. Stick to the original plan of wildcard in 31 or play it during the international break for game week 30. Yeah, so I was weighing this up and I think it's, more out of knee-jerk on my part because I've had four red arrows, haven't really enjoyed FPL the last couple of game weeks. And when that happens, there's always the urge, if you've got your wildcard, to just hit the button and try and instantly fix things. But when I take a step back, like I said, when I look at my team for game week 30 and also the fixtures, I think I'll be okay for that week with one free transfer. I think I'll be looking pretty strong for the game week and I can wait and you know wait it out for that little bit of a fixture turn for certain teams in game week 31. You know, get the good fixtures for Villa and Leeds, for example, uh, and the Tottenham triple up as well in game week 30, and then possibly lose quite a few of those players in game week 31 to target other teams like Chelsea. So I think I will end up sticking to the plan. International breaks as well, it's always very tempting to play a wild card that week just because it's a long, boring two weeks and it's quite fun to tinker for you know the best part of 14 days or whatever it is but for me i think no matter how good or bad blank game week 29 goes now i'll stick to the plan hopefully game week 30 will will be a good one because quite a few of my players have good fixtures and then the day will finally come where i can play the wild card and inject some excitement into the final weeks of the season 
The next question is from Matesh. Is it worth saving the wildcard and not using it in game week 31? Matesh doesn't really want to commit to Wolves or Arsenal players and can transfer Chelsea players in with free transfer. So yeah, it's something I haven't really considered because I'm desperate to play the wildcard to freshen things up. But I think if you're in a position where you're a lot happier with your squad than I am and you, you think you can get away with free transfers for a bit longer... You can look to hold it a bit more, you know, play it maybe around gimmick 33 or gimmick 34 for one final big push with the wildcard. Maybe you can go a little bit more differential the later you play your wildcard. So yeah, completely, you know, it should be considered and maybe it's something I look at myself, but I'm just, I think my squad's ready for a refresh. I've kind of been dead ending it to gimmick 29, so I do want to spice things up as soon as I can. So I'm pretty sure I will go 31 uh, rather than waiting till gimmick 33, 34. Question from Alex Hack. Looking to shoot up my mini league. If you had to pick one player from each position to have from now until the end of the season, who are you going for? So I've picked out a few differentials here. Hopefully these four or five can do well between now and the end of the season to help people shoot up their mini leagues. And there are five players I'm looking at myself for the wild card. So Mendy, who I mentioned, would be the goalkeeper pick. Chelsea just been so good defensively they're just churning out clean sheets for fun so the idea there would be get Mendy and back him to outscore Martinez between now and the end of the season which I think is very possible Alexander-Arnold as a differential defender I mean go back to game week one every single FPL manager had him in their team and I think it's looking like a good time maybe to go back there now in midfield Jota for Liverpool possibly or Havertz I think that's a tricky decision and easily both of them could end up in my wildcard squad as low-owned players with high potential. And up front, Ian Acho. Uh, he's just banging form at the moment. And I just like Leicester players. And something I'll be doing on my wildcard is targeting teams who have something to play for. And we know Leicester are in the hunt for Champions League, so they tick that box. And even Vardy. Vardy's a bit of a differential at the moment as well. So you can go either or of Iheanacho Vardy or you can even look at getting both. So one from each position, Mendy, Alexander-Arnold. I'll shout Jota for the midfield position over Havertz. And I'll go Iheanacho for the forward position. Blues FPL asks, Since Everton and Villa will not have a double game week in 30 and probably not in 31 either, do you think we should look at transferring out our Everton assets such as Calvert-Lewin and look at Dean ahead of blank Game Week 29? So the latest tweets from Sir Ben Crellin suggest that it's unlikely, it's looking increasingly unlikely that Everton and Villa will have that double Game Week either in 30 or 31. It's looking like it will be later, you know, possibly Game Week 32 at the earliest. It could be back towards Game Week 35 as far as I know as well. So that begs the question, you know, do you hold on to the likes of Calvert-Lewin and Lucadine? I just had a quick look at the fixtures. Obviously, they don't play this week, but I quite like the Everton fixtures on the other side of the blank. They play Crystal Palace at home, I think it's at home, in game week 30, and then Brighton away in game week 31. So if I own Calvert-Lewin, Dean, or even Richarlison, I would probably bench them this week if you can, and then have them for Crystal Palace and Brighton. And then maybe after the Brighton game, I think the fixtures might turn a little bit for Everton. So yeah, I would be inclined to hold on to Calvert-Lewin, particularly after he's got it. You got that goal now. You know that will bring a bit of confidence ahead of those fixtures. Question from FPL Mahir: With two blanks in the next five game weeks, 
plus Pep's comments about rotation, are Man City assets worth selling? I think they are, because Pep's quite clearly going to rotate like a madman now. He said already he'll change six or seven players from game to game. That won't phase him whatsoever. They're obviously in a lot of competitions, so he kind of has to rotate with the busy schedule. So something I'll be doing on my wildcard, I think, is I've got three Man City players at the moment, and I'll be dropping it down to possibly just one, possibly just Diaz, because... The final few weeks of the season, I want to have fun with it. I want to get the fun back into FPL. I want to start enjoying watching Premier League games again. And having two or three Man City players every weekend and sweating over the team sheets is not something I want to go through. So very unlikely to captain a Man City player towards the end of the season because you don't know if they're ever going to start. So I think I'll just avoid them for the most part and have maybe just one on my wildcard if I didn't have a wildcard I probably would start to sell them as well you know if you've got three I'd probably bring it down to two even this week um, you know someone like Gundawan, or if you've got double defence you can probably lose one of them this week so yeah I think I think we probably should move away just for our own sanity for the next couple of weeks final question from this week is from Jonathan Thompson is it time we doubled up on the Chelsea defence and if so who would your top pair be I think absolutely Chelsea have been so good defensively since uh, Thomas Tuchel came in. To be fair, they were quite good for, for parts of the season defensively under Frank Lampard as well. So I think there's a very good chance I will double up on my wildcard whenever that may be. And I've talked about Mendy. I think there's a good chance he'll be in my squad. The question is then, which defender do you go alongside him? So I, if, if Fraser Forster keeps his place in the Southampton team, I'll probably go Mendy as my first choice keeper and then have Forster as the backup if Kepa ever gets a game again at least Forster would be able to come in there and get me two points most likely the way Southampton are going these days Rudiger I think just such good value I think he's only still about 4.6 or 4.7 so I can't really look past him for the value and given that he's one of the more nailed on Chelsea players as well but I've got the little I've got a little small Spaniard on my shoulder Marcus Alonso saying pick me pick me it's like the it's like the donkey in Shrek so even though Alonso may only get every you know two games out of every four, at the moment it looks like when he doesn't play he gets zero minutes. So at least you would get your sub in, and you know Alonso is a lot more exciting. You know you can say the same about Chilwell, but for nostalgic reasons I would love to go back to Alonso because when he does start, uh, any Chelsea wing back when they do play, they're in the box very often and there's huge potential for points there. If you get a clean sheet and an attacking run return. From an Alonso or a Chilwell or a James, you're looking at you know possibly twelve to fifteen points. So most likely Mendy plus Rudiger. But if I want to, like I said, I want to inject a bit of excitement into the season. Alonso's the the much more exciting pick. So for me, it'll be between those two, and and I may even end up deciding just to stick with Martinez, and maybe I'll go Rudiger and Alonso or something like that. Aspilicueta is too boring for my liking. Um, you know, watching Rudiger recently, he's, he's a bit of a threat from set pieces as well. He gets a few goal attempts. So, Rudiger, most likely my number one choice, but Alonso could go in there ahead of him if I go for Mendy. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. This episode is supported by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. 
Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League Two after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the team's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher league. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenge and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. All new Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. Game week 29 captaincy now. So not too many options, obviously, when there's only four fixtures. I think Harry Kane is the standout option, even though Spurs were quite disappointing against Arsenal. I would fancy them to respond against Aston Villa, who I don't think have been great recently themselves. So Kane, you know, we know he's he's on fire at the moment. Um, he's got always got the penalties as well. So I like I've seen enough of Kane against Arsenal as well, hitting the post from that free kick and scoring that header that was ruled out for offside to give me hope that he will do well against Aston Villa. So Kane is locked in already as my captain, regardless of whether Son is back or not. Uh, the other options, I like Rafinha as a captain against Fulham. If you want to go slightly different, although I think a lot of people will captain him anyway if they don't have Kane or they want to just try something different. Aubameyang, a lot of people I'm sure were eyeing up as a possible captain against West Ham, but I don't think we can really go there now given what's happened at the weekend. Looking at a few other options, it's it's really differentials then when you move away from those three that I mentioned. Garth Bale, if you're going to back him to start and play significant minutes, I think he's a good differential captain. And then you're into the likes of Lukman, Trossard, Lingard, Antonio, or even Grealish if he's back from injury. But again, none of those fill me with too much confidence. So I think it's a week not to overthink it. I think if you've got Harry Kane, you just stick the armband on him and you hope he bangs in a hat-trick. Transfers for Gimme29, I've probably mentioned it already. I think it's going to be a defensive transfer for me. It's not very exciting. So I think the two... I like most are Lewis Dunk and Stuart Dallas to replace James Justin. But looking at the fixtures in game week 30, uh, Lewis Dunk plays Manchester United, so I don't like that. Whereas Stuart Dallas plays Sheffield United at home, which I do like a lot. I think there's a good chance of a clean sheet and attacking returns for Dallas in game week 30. So I think that is my most likely transfer this week. Get rid of Justin finally. Bring in Stuart Dallas for the next two game weeks. And then wildcard in game week 31. I'll probably just hold on to Hyungman's son and hope that he's back for Newcastle in game week 30. I think I've seen a few quotes this morning that Tottenham have said it's not too serious and they're hoping to have him back for Newcastle in game week 30 or possibly even for game week 29. So fingers crossed that he does make a quick recovery. The other options, if I if I decided not to do a defensive transfer, I could get rid of Gundogan and take a punt on someone like Trossard, Lingard, Lukman, Odegaard, Smith-Rowe. Again, you know, they don't fill me with confidence, so I think I will get Stuart Dallas. I like him because he's out of position and he's essentially an attacker who can get clean sheet points. Um, I've got Kane, Antonio and Watkins up front, so I won't be making a transfer in attack this week. And I'm going to avoid hits. I won't be taking any minus fours. I'm happy to field eight players, hopefully nine if Son makes a recovery. Thank you for taking the time, as always, to listen to the podcast. Please give it a retweet on Twitter. If you enjoyed it and leave a review on whatever platform you're using to listen, 
If you'd like to hear more from me before the deadline, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general. Best of luck for Blank Game Week 29. Hopefully it can be as good as it can be with just four fixtures. There'll be no podcast next week due to the international break. I'm going to take a week off from recording. I'm going to take a week off from all things FPL. I think I need a refresh before the final few weeks, given how annoying the last few weeks have been. So I'll be back two weeks from today with the next episode to preview Game Week 30. Talk to you then. The Athletic.